before I dive into this episode, I want to invite you to a free live workshop with me. It's June 13th, and the topic is bad managers. I love this topic. I know you probably don't, yet you need to know the types of bad managers and what to do because you might have some mediocre leaders on your teams. Please check it out. It's June 13th. It's free to everyone. You just need to go to awesomeleader.com slash bad dash managers. Once again, awesomeleader.com slash bad dash managers. Hope to see you there. Sharing feedback is part of any leader's job, no matter the size of your team, your company, or your title. Yet many leaders give feedback without preparing their environment or atmosphere. That's just one of the five common feedback mistakes I'll break down for you. Feedback can be much easier and getting better won't take a long time when you realize you might be holding yourself back by making some of these common mistakes. I'm Lila Willingtown. I'm an executive coach and the creator of Awesome Leader. I've coached founders, VPs, and C-suite executives worldwide for over 20 years. I make it easier for leaders to make decisions, guide their teams, have difficult conversations, and have fun in their roles. I love what I do, and I love my clients. My number one passion is making it easier to lead and manage teams, no matter what your title is. And in my online coaching and training programs, I create leadership ease through 15-minute lessons and weekly group coaching. In this podcast, you can experience some of that micro-learning. This podcast is a weekly shot of tangible leadership advice. All episodes are under 15 minutes. Let's get started. Have you ever felt as if you made some mistakes when giving feedback? Well, that's a feeling most every leader has had because they've all made mistakes when giving feedback. To stop making those mistakes and to improve at sharing feedback, it's key to become aware of the top mistakes people make. So in this episode, I'm going to share the top feedback mistakes I've seen managers make and why they are the ones to avoid. Let's get started. Here's the list of five. Number one, failing to prepare what to say. Number two, failing to prepare the environment and atmosphere. Number three, poor self-management. Number four, attacking the person's character or personality. And number five, no follow-up. I'll now walk through these one by one. Number one, failing to prepare what to say. So sometimes you rush into a feedback discussion. When you do this, you likely haven't prepared what to say. You are so laser focused on getting the feedback out that you don't think about how to deliver it effectively. Everyone has made this mistake at least once. And if you just made this mistake, commit to yourself that you've made it for the last time. What do you need to say in this discussion and why? What is the ask you have for the team member? What do you want them to do differently if, for example, it's constructive feedback you've given? Don't fall into this mistake of just trying to get feedback done. You need to prepare what you're actually going to say. All right, mistake number two, failing to prepare the environment and atmosphere. This one goes hand in hand with the first mistake. You might be so intensely focused on delivering feedback that you share it in the wrong place and at the wrong time in the hallway, in between meetings when you're rushing to the restroom, even in the restroom, I've seen it happen, while looking at your phone, when getting into an elevator, you get it, all the wrong places. 
The right environment can reinforce the content you are telling someone and make it memorable and impactful, whether it's positive or constructive. Also, don't try and squeeze in feedback. Don't share it at the end of the day when you're walking out the door. All of this also applies to managing a remote team. Don't share feedback at the end of the day or during a day when you're back-to-back in meetings and not when you're driving or trying to play with your kids or your dog at the same time. If you have something of value to share and your intention is to help the employee to improve and grow, then prepare the environment and the atmosphere. Mistake number three, poor self-management. Self-management, as you can probably guess by what it's called, is about managing yourself. It's one of the key aspects in developing high emotional intelligence or high EQ. When you self-manage, you identify and recognize your feelings and the associated behaviors. You self-regulate. You are aware of what you're feeling and how those feelings may impact what you say and do in a positive or negative way. Poor self-management impacts your ability to deliver feedback when you fail to think about what emotions will come to mind when you give feedback to a certain person or about a certain topic. It's essential that you are aware of how you feel when reacting to others. That's high self-management. That's strong EQ right there. The truth is that as a manager, you have to learn to work with a lot of different people and a lot of different personalities. I want you to think about the people who bother you. It's a little bit of a lazy way to describe it, yet I'll stick with it for right now. Their behaviors maybe are less than ideal. You don't feel like their skills are up to par, and some of their personality might just irritate you. Think of all the people you interact with at work. Your direct reports, other managers, your manager, other departments, clients, customers, and so forth. There's most likely someone in one of those groups who bothers you or someone you don't appreciate for the way they do something or you've had a bad experience working with them. Maybe they have a personality quirk that rubs you the wrong way. And when you interact with them, your displeasure is evident. It shows. You might be rolling your eyes. You might be sighing really loudly. (sighs) You might cut them off. Maybe you're impatiently tossing their thoughts aside in a meeting. In some way, you're showing them that you do not appreciate working with them. Your self-management is low. It's critical you develop self-management so you understand how you react to people who are like your hot buttons. They bother you. You have to work with those people. If you fail to manage how you react to someone like this when you're giving feedback, the feedback will be ineffective. And you'll probably end up making mistake number four, too. So number four, attacking the person's character or personality. When frustrated, many people, including me, don't think clearly. We make rash decisions. We say things we regret. In the moment, it sounds like a great idea. But later on, we're like, oh, that was bad. In feedback discussions, this usually means that a manager might unwittingly attack the employee's character or personality. They might say something like, I can't believe you are so lazy. Or, you know why you're struggling? Because you don't value teamwork. Or, we could solve this if you would just stop acting like a child. Ouch. I'm sure you know those are all terrible things to say. When you comment on somebody's character or personality, you take a turn down a one-way street going the wrong way. You get in trouble fast. You get stuck fast. Not to mention that it's just offensive and rude as well. The other person shuts down and the conversation goes nowhere. It's rude. It's wrong. 
If you have just a hint of a feeling, a sneaking suspicion that you might fall into this trap because your blood pressure is not up for a feedback discussion, stop right now and reschedule the meeting. Don't risk losing credibility with anyone at work, any of your team members, a peer, anyone, by saying something that's unprofessional and inappropriate. Okay, final mistake to avoid. Number five, no follow-up. Giving any type of feedback is not a one-and-done situation. Before you end the conversation, you need to agree on the next steps with the person you're giving feedback to. Think about these things as you plan your follow-up strategy. What are the two to three things you need that team member to do differently or the two to three things the employee will continue to emphasize? How by when? What's your role? How are you going to help? When are you going to next meet and check on the feedback? What should the employee do if they're stuck? Feedback leads to new and more effective behaviors when there is follow-up. But without follow-up, it's really hard for anyone to change any behaviors or develop new skills. Let's recap the mistakes I want you to avoid. Number one, failing to prepare what to say. Number two, failing to prepare the environment and atmosphere. Number three, poor self-management. Number four, attacking the person's character or personality. And number five, no follow-up. Thanks for taking time to learn about giving feedback, to learn about the mistakes you want to avoid when you're giving feedback. This is one more step towards awesome leadership. I'll talk to you again soon. Before you go, please hit subscribe. This tells me that the content I'm sharing is helping you, your team, and your company. You'll also learn when the next episode drops. And if you'd like weekly emails from me with more tips on how to move your leadership towards awesome, visit awesomeleader.com slash podcast. You'll receive notifications of free webinars and free resources. If you want to learn how to bring the first and only online leadership program with lessons under 15 minutes to your teams, visit awesomeleader.com. You'll learn all about my six-week cohort coaching and training program, and you can check out a lesson for free. Thanks for listening to The Leadership Shot. I'll talk to you next week.